So hi, welcome to Noise Podcast here with Katonic. We're going to ask some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you to start making music, and what does your project name mean? Okay, so uh, the name of my project uh, is Katonic, and it's oh, actually geez. my last name. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sorry. close. <laughs> Katonic, okay. Yeah, so it's actually my last name, but spelled phonetically. And oh. the reason that came about was because I was just going under the name Dylan Cadenac spelled normally. Okay. Um, and I was recording down in Melbourne and they wanted, not they, the guy who was recording me said, you need a cool band name. You need, mm-hmm. you need something that really stands out. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Just me. I go, I, do I need a stage name? He's like, absolutely. You need to do something really cool. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what about your last name? And I'm like, oh, it's not really that cool. He's like, no, nah, spell it cool. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this, the normal spelling of my last name is actually C-A-T-T-A-N-A-C-H, uh, Scottish. But he was like, no, spell it spell it a bit wacky. So K-A-T-A-N-A-K is uh, what it turned out to be. And it looks intriguing, which is nice. I think it's, yeah. I think it catches attention. It does, um, yeah. yeah. And for getting into music, I've, my family's always been super musical. I don't think there's been a single day where something musical hasn't really happened around the family. Like both my uncle and my dad play in bands and regularly have band practice and go to gigs and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's, you know, the radio is always playing. Someone's always practicing something. Mm-hmm. Um, so from as early as I can remember, I haven't really wanted to do anything else. I've always wanted to be a musician or be around music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was very confident that your project name was the way I originally <laughs> pronounced it. So yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry about what that. Did you say? Was it Katana K? Yeah, it something like Katana that. K. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Katana Ks out there actually. Mm. But wow. no, nah, it's Katanak. Katanak. That's that's cooler. So I'll get it for you. the outro, I think. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Easy. Uh, so congratulations on your most recent release, Valentine. How do you Thank feel you. about the response to it so far? Of course, it slaps. Um it's been pretty good. You know, it's um with COVID and everything that was going on, it's been a little bit slow uh, in terms of gigs and stuff. And, but the Spotify is doing quite well, you know, it's a bit of a slow burn. It's going to get there. Um, so we're pushing it and it's doing really well so far. I hope everyone else is uh, in the world is enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I listened to it. I really enjoyed it. So me as well. Thumbs up. Nice. Thumbs up. Is it uh, fitting in with the scene you guys over in America? I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. It yeah. wasn't like anything drastically different. No, <laughs> no, no. no yeah. it was good. It was good. Yep. Uh, so, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for the single? It's a, a bit of an interesting one with me. I don't really have like the stock standard method that I go to when I'm writing songs. I kind of wait for some like divine intervention moment where I'm like really inspired. Uh, Cause if I have to kind of fight the process and like really work to get something, it never turns out that good. Mm-hmm. So normally I'll wait till I'll be doing something benign, like brushing my teeth or at work or something. And then I'll have yeah. this idea for something and go, okay, that's, that's a great idea. I'm going to work with that when I get home. And then I'll just, you know, all these ideas kind of come out the second that I sit down for it. Um, and I know I normally start with the, the song first, not the lyrics, but the melody. I normally leave that till right at the end um, because 
I don't want to put, you know, the lyrics and melody to something that I think is a bad product or a bad song mm-hmm. because it's just, it'd just be a waste of time to finish something that I'm never going to use in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fair. That makes sense. Uh, so I want you to pick your favorite lyric off of this song and tell us the meaning behind it. <laughs> so my favorite lyric from mm-hmm. Valentine is the worst part of you is the best of my life. And that part for me um, is it basically just talks about you know, not taking someone for granted and realizing that no matter how bad they get, mm-hmm. they will always be the best part of your life. Yeah. So, you know, no matter how bad the, the stuff going on around you is, you know, you realize that the person you're with um, or in the case that in the song, the person has left. So the person that you wanted to be with, you now realize that they were the best part of your life. Yeah. Um, so it's basically about, you know, realizing that and appreciating the people around you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. I really like that. That's good. That's uh, good so where was your headspace at, uh, while you were writing this track? I wrote it actually quite a while ago. It wasn't really anything dramatic. Like no one has actually left me, but mm-hmm. it was kind of, um, it was written, it was written kind of. Uh, about my fiance uh, currently who had to go back to France to finish off a year of studying because she's French. Mm-hmm. Um, and we now live together. So it's all a happy ending, but mm-hmm. um, you know, she had to go back to France and during that time, you know, she was away. It was kind of sucky. You know, it's always mm-hmm. annoying when you have to be by yourself when you love someone and they're super far away from mm-hmm other side of the damn planet so yeah so it was it was tough and I kind of write wrote that about about her even though it directly doesn't really relate to losing her because mm-hmm. she was coming back but you know the the idea was still there okay okay you said you wrote this a while back when did you write it and why did you hold on to it for so long yeah all of the songs I've written for Katanak. <laughs> have actually been written quite some time ago. Like um, this Valentine was written like late 2018. Oh, wow. So the lyrics weren't really put to it until maybe 2019, like later on. Um, But the song itself has been around for a while. And it's, I've kind of like it that way because I've had like, two or three years to kind of critique my songs mm-hmm. before I've released them, which has been really nice. Um, so, you know, I've got, I've got quite a few songs that well, more than quite a few that I've, I've written in recent times in the past year, but, you know, I still have a heap of songs that we play in our set and that I'm going to release that were written probably even before 2018 sometimes. Wow. Okay. okay. So that's just part of your process overall. You just kind of make um, a load of songs and then you just kind of shove them away for like five years. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds it sounds weird, you know, when people go, oh, you know, this song was written so long ago, you know, why are you only now releasing it? It's um, There's like several factors to it. One is money. It costs a lot to actually record this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so when 
I go into the studio, I want to make sure that the song is perfect and we've picked the right one for the time. Um, secondly, the I've currently got quite a low voice and all my singers out there uh, that are untrained like myself, they, they know the struggle of trying to sing high end songs. And mm-hmm. as a wannabe pop star, um, singing high isn't really my thing just yet. I'm currently yeah. being trained and I'm working on it. All right. But I, I was actually kind of waiting to release stuff until I could sing higher and like sing more effectively without losing my voice. Mm-hmm. So those, those kind of factors went into why things kind of took a while. Um, I was in 2019. Was it 2020 that COVID hit? I can't remember. 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time, I was actually going to release more songs as well. Um, like Valentine and those guys were actually going to release back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, COVID hit, so there was no gigs, no nothing. And I figured, well, I'm not really going to make any money or do anything with this stuff currently. So I might as well hold on to it for a little bit longer and just wait till everything kind of clears up. So at least for us in Brisbane, Australia, uh, we don't have any COVID. It hasn't been that way for about eight months now. We haven't had oh any COVID everything's been open so we've been able to gig and it's been all really good okay well i'm very jealous i'm of so that. jealous dude but it, I, I, <laughs> it just seems like it was the perfect storm for you to like sit on everything for multiple years it was between, good yeah it was mm-hmm. it, it was really good to just kind of sit and reflect on everything that i'd i'd had and written and i've i've got and um you know it gave me a chance to really think about what i wanted Cadillac to be Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I wanted to do with it. Uh, so when, you know, the new year opened up, you know, coming out with Valentine and then I've got a heap more mm-hmm. uh, that I've written and recorded. So, you know, I've got a direction and we're going in and I'm super excited for it. And you can play gigs too, which I'm very jealous of. I can. Yeah. Australia is a good place to be, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, uh, Sounds pretty good now. I'd love to be there right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so while listening through the song Valentine, uh, mm-hmm. which band or artist influences pop out the most to you, if any? Um, so for me, in Valentine, the rest of the song doesn't really sound like it. But have you guys heard of the 1975? Of mm-hmm. course. Yeah, uh, that song, Chocolate. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the song was as it is, uh, and if you listen to Valentine, you'll hear a guitar part that goes in that part, it wasn't originally in the song. And I just had the song as it was without that part. And I was like, this is really boring. It needs something. And I was listening to chocolate and I was like, yo, that disco picking kind of thing is really sick. I, I feel like that would give the song just that little bit of something. It needs to not be a, a boring song. Mm-hmm. So I put it in there and that's that's probably the most inspired part of the song was listening to the 1975 and went, that's a cool part. I'm going to try something similar. Okay. Definitely. I, like I hear that. Now that you bring that up, I get that. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words. No more, <laughs> no less. All right. Valentine to me is shiny. It is happy, not not so much lyrically, but it's happy. 
and uh, vibrant. Okay. Okay. I like those a lot. I like those, especially shiny. I get that. Nice. Uh, so is this single leading up to anything bigger or is it just a standalone? So all of the songs that I'm writing, I want to release an EP album kind of thing later on as I mm-hmm. release more. Um, so I guess in a way, all of these are leading up to that. But what I kind of like to do as an artist, which depending on who you talk to may or may not be a good idea. I, I don't like sticking to one genre mm-hmm. and yeah. you can probably tell if you listen to all of my songs that mm-hmm. I've released. And while I don't vary too widely in either direction, I really like just variations. I love doing a rock song one time and then I love doing an indie song and then, you know, a shiny pop song like Valentine. I like switching it up because I mean, as a listener, it would keep me entertained. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still tell it's me that's doing it, um, but it's, in my opinion, it gives gives the listener something to listen to instead of being like, oh, it's the same song again, but you know, just the next one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's different than some bands that'll make the same album three or four times in a row. Mm-hmm. So it kind of stems from not to call out anyone in Brisbane, but there are a lot of Brisbane bands that kind of when you go and watch their live set you're like i swear i've heard that song already and then they play another one and you're like didn't you just play that (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right no nothing nothing against them it's just i i as a listener kind of like hearing something different and you know while local bands it's kind of hard to sound different when all you have in your band is a couple guitars bass and drums like Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of hard to stand out i get it but I want to hear something different personally. And I know that a lot of those bands that I'm talking about are really popular in Brisbane. So clearly people don't care that much, but it's yeah. just for me. Yeah. There's definitely yeah, a market valid. for that stuff. That's why like, you know, ACDC and mm-hmm. bands like that are still kicking 50 years yeah, later. If you do it well, just keep doing it. That's how it works. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you label your project as a one man boy band. Uh, will you ever add more people to the project in the future or is it going to stay just you for the entire duration? So as far as Cadenat goes, all the writing, promotion, managing, you know, emailing people, all that kind of stuff I do. Um, but when it comes to playing live, I actually play with a band. So I play with two guys currently, a drummer and a bass player. Mm-hmm. And I play guitar and sing. Um, and those two boys are, yeah, really, really, really talented. They really take all the stuff that I do to the next level when we play live. Um, you know, and I am looking at getting in, in the future when I have a bit more money to pay them, you know, like a, a keyboard player and, you know, a lead guitar player. But right for right now, I've got Niall on the drums and Josh on the bass and both those boys are far more talented than I could ever be at music. So it's, uh, it's good to be surrounded by very talented people. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's sick. I like that a lot. Um, so where do you see the project in the next five years? It's always an interesting one because I, I would love to see myself playing the world's biggest stages of course. in the next five years. I would mm-hmm. love to be, if we work hard enough, hopefully, you know, on all the music charts doing quite well, playing big stages, you know, working with really cool musicians and 
doing that kind of stuff, making a career out of music, I, mm-hmm. I would say the simplest answer would be in five years, I would love to see myself working solely on music as a career and living off it. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we actually shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So nice. if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Boom again. That's an interesting one. Oh, That's yeah. A good question. What would I eat? You know what? I don't know about you guys, but crumbed lamb cutlets. I don't know if that's a, a thing that people do in America. I've, I think lamb cutlets that are crumbed over mm-hmm. here. Oh, Australians love their lamb. Mm-hmm. If you want to impress an Australian, they ever come over, get them lamb cutlets. They'll love you. But it's really expensive here. Uh, crumbed lamb cutlets. And let's go with uh, I, my go-to is always a lemon lime a bit. So I'll go with that. Okay. Is it like breadcrumbed? Is it fried? Is it pan fried? Is it seared, so, baked? The way that we do it in our family is you get the lamb, the lamb cutlet, mm-hmm. you, you know, put breadcrumbs on it, you know, you do that kind of stuff. So it's now covered in breadcrumbs and then yeah. you put it on a barbie and cook it that way. Oh, it's, so it's barbecued. Like barbecued, barbecued lamb cutlets that are crumbed and it's, oh, okay. it is the best thing ever. Uh, it's it's kind of a uh, a rich meal that we don't get all that often, you know, maybe once or twice a year. But when we do, oh boy, it's good mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, all that right. sounds good. That sounds really good. Uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? I really like supernatural. It's not <gasps> so anyway, true. It's, it's not anywhere different to the normal world. It's got <laughs> monsters in it, but I feel exactly, like that'd yeah. be interesting. I don't mm-hmm. think it got last very long, but it'd be cool. <laughs> Okay, uh, Sam or Dean, though. It's hard. I love both of them. Um, That's fair. I'm I'm probably more of a, a Sam guy. He speaks to me a little bit more. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Wait, did you finish the series or? I haven't finished yet. I'm only at season eleven. Oh my god. Okay, so you've you've seen him uh, pick the the dog over Dean when Dean's in purgatory. Then he did ask him not to look for him. I know, but they say that all the time. Yeah, I know. But Sam wanted to get out, you know? I respect yeah, it. I respect that too. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've yeah. spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? I love red. Red is my favorite color. Specific shade of red? I just like all forms of red. I don't know what it is. It makes me feel nice and important. And it just is, it is bright and it looks nice. You know, when you see red, you're like love, you know, passion, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I love red is, red is a lovely color. It, it is. is. So true. Uh, so as I said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, honestly, I would just like to plug my Instagram and Facebook and my Spotify to anyone listening to this. If you want to find me, you can find me at Katanak Music at K-A-T-A-N-A-K. I'm on Spotify, these are Apple Music, Instagram and Facebook. Go and chuck me a follow and then follow these guys. And uh, hope everyone has a lovely day. Oh, yeah. Plug that. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Katanak. I got it. And uh, we're the <laughs> nice. Good Noise podcast. <laughs>